Alright, hello horror huns. It's time to get spooky with you two hosts, one of them being me, Meg. Hello. And your other one being me, V. Hey. This is going to be a fun episode because it's a game episode. We're going to be playing roulette today. So um, before we get to that, V, what's going on in horror news? Yeah, so X... Saw 10, whatever it is, um, has officially wrapped production. So it's definitely heading for a 2023 release this year. So for me, that's pretty exciting. We also got, um, well, we've, we've had a lot of new Scream, uh, Scream 6 posters as well. Mm. The newest one um, has already caused a lot of theories to be thrown about. Like, I personally think there could potentially be three ghost faces, but um, Meg's friend Hugh thinks no, that Spencer. is how many? It was Spencer. Oh, Spencer. Yeah, it was Spencer, because um, Hugh does not give a single fuck about horror movies. Um, but yeah, Spencer thinks that there's going to be five plus ghost faces, because if you count them in that new poster that they dropped, where it's Times Square, there's like more than five ghost face masks featured on that poster so spencer is like dead set on like a ghost face cult which i think would be super cool but i feel like there's gonna be multiple killers i mean like the shrine felt like an evil lair of some sort so i feel like it would be cool Mm. if they kind of branched out and did more than just their typical two ghost face killers um but something that i peeped was stab the musical did you see that? Yes, on there? <laughs> I did. It'd be quite funny if they did show something like that in the film because um, also got confirmed that it's going to be just over two hours long. Yeah, it's going to be the longest screen film um, in the franchise. So the that fact kind of makes me feel like okay, there's a lot in this film that they want us to see and know. And they basically tell us, I mean, they told us in the trailer, but also in this poster, that it's Halloween time. Like, there's going to be a Halloween parade going on, so I'm sure that there's going to be several ghost face. But also, if you see on some of the screens, it says, Mackenzie family found murdered in a series of stabbings, grisly murders in the city. So there is so Mm. many little Easter eggs, but also if you peeped the everyday good morning with Gail Weathers. Yes. I have a really bad thing that they are going to kill off Gail in this one. I think that they're going to kill Gail off too. Like, I just feel mm. it. Like, I feel like she's not going to survive that phone call because I don't think Gail's ever gotten a phone call in the Scream series. So I don't think that no. she knows what she's in for with this one. Yeah, no. I I think just like Dewey, she's going to be killed. And I think her murder will be gruesome as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which would be sad because I know that the Scream um, fandom is kind of torn on Gail, but I personally love Gail. I love her character. I think Courtney Cox is so fun in that role. Um, So I'd be super sad if she were to be killed off. But at this point, I kind of feel it coming. I'm really interested to know what they're going to do with the Sydney character because, as we know, she's not going to be returning for this movie but also i think that it's really interesting that we have so many survivors going into this movie that's a really bad thing though like i mm, it gives me a really bad feeling about this because normally when there's loads of survivors from a previous film they don't make it either that or they are the 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 killer yeah i saw though that they're releasing this in 3d too yeah, I saw that as well. I'm like, is this going to be like, you know, um, Final Destination 3D sort of situation where they're just like throwing anything at you to make it 3D? Like, yeah. Or is it going to be actually sensible 3D? I saw people on um, actually fa- a Facebook article about it uh, being like, this is a bad sign when a horror film decides to go 3D without like actually producing it and making it so that it's a 3d movie so i'm a little bit like uh i probably won't go see it in 3d i already bought tickets um i'm going to like a 5 p.m showing on thursday the 9th and then i'm going again on the 10th 
So I'm excited. Like, I legitimately already bought my tickets. I'm stoked for this. I think it comes out the 10th here. I think that they're doing, like, advanced screenings on the 9th. I um, am going to see it with a co-worker on the 10th, but I was like, I have to see it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. There, there is there is a showing on um, March 9th as well. But yeah, I the, the advanced screenings were already like selling tickets here in my town, so I was like, "Ooh, gotta go ahead and buy this ticket because I yeah I can't not know what's going on in Scream." No, I don't want anything to be spoiled for me. So if I see any of you fuckers tweeting anything about it, like within the first week or two, uh, I will block you hard, hard and fast. I feel like horror fans are pretty good about not spoiling it um, for the most part. You don't agree? Mm, some horror fans don't have the etiquette to not spoil things. But also movie studios don't have the etiquette to not spoil things either. I feel like the people that normally spoil them are younger audience members. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't really Mm. know better. At least that's kind of like the vibe that I get on social media. But uh, yeah, don't be an asshole. Like, don't post spoilers um, because it's just kind of like a dickhead thing to do, especially when it's something like a Scream movie where it's like a whodunit and we don't know really what to expect. So yeah, just don't spoil. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Don't be a dickhead. Um, but that's all I've got, pretty much. We should basically just rename horror news to scream news for the moment. <laughs> scream six news. Um, well, did you not see uh that um the original cast for I know what you did last summer has agreed to to sign on and to make a movie if they're going to relaunch that, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. We did, we did, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised at all, considering the resurgence that Freddie Prince Jr. is having and Sarah Michelle Gellar is having. Let's face it, these older actors that were had like really big hits of horror films are now like, yeah, we just want to do more horror films and we should just give it to them. Give them the roles. I also kind of think that horror right now is like smashing at the box office. So it also could kind of be like they're getting in where the money is good sort of thing. Because like last year was an awesome year for horror. And like people really took a step back to kind of be like, wow, this is like booming. And I mean, it's not surprising given the circumstances that all of us have been put through in the past two years. Yes, but also we are out of the jump scare loud noise horrors and shit like that. Like, we are now in good proper storytelling horror with good gore and good scares. And that's why I think that horror is having a really big surgence in the box office as well. But also we've got directors like Ty West and Jordan Peele. Don't even get me started on Ty West. I showed my friend Alicia (laughs) X and Pearl because she was like, I keep seeing like videos of like little clips on Twitter of Pearl. And like, I feel like I would identify with her. The literally they like she had no no concept of what x was like she didn't even know kid Cudi was in it and she was like am i gonna get to see this man shirtless and i was like you're gonna see a lot more than that <laughs> like i legitimately was just like i can't tell you anything and she was looking at me she was like are they gonna film a a porno and i was like I don't know, are they going to film the porno, Alicia? But something really funny happened because Val was in class and Val was in the kitchen doing school and we were in the living room and we were watching X and obviously it was the part where Brittany Snow was getting plowed and she's just screaming, fuck my pussy. And not even 10 seconds later, Val started talking in class and she's like, ah, and I'm like, Oh my god, like I legit had to pause the movie and me and Alicia just looked at each other and started like hollering like 
oh my fucking god. And I am pretty sure that Val was unmuted for at least a portion of Britney Snow's fake orgasm in that movie. And I can never allow myself to like live that down because uh, how could I do that to her? I knew what was coming. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Val should Val should have known better. They should have been on mute. I was about to say Val definitely should have known better when I was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch X," and then like when they got to the house, I kind of went in the kitchen. And I was like. Maybe you should like move rooms because there's a like about to be some sex on this TV. Um, but I got so angry rewatching that movie because I do not understand. Okay, yes, I get it why X wasn't nominated for an Academy Award. But why was their makeup department not nominated for an award for Literally. the full body suit that they had to put Mia Goth in? literally it is just an absolute fucking joke it has been for so many years but like when we've had so much good horror especially good special effects and makeup in those horror films it just makes you like really sit down and think like is it really worth having the academy anymore like it's just a bunch of old white dudes i like they they don't know good cinema and like it until it hit it in his face you know i literally like turned to alicia after we were done watching them and i was like do you understand like why i would be upset if they weren't nominated and alicia was like i'm mad for you like seriously like what the fuck i just yes the mia goth thing is uh, a very upsetting but like that makes me so mad for the artist that like legitimately spent hours crafting that suit like re-watching it like that was some fucking dedication man honestly though like you look at some of the makeup um and costuming nominations in the academy like the oscars and you're kind of just like this is just basic shit I don't understand why this got a nomination. Like, yes, all art is valid and stuff like that. But when you start discrediting horror films to not get nominated for these awards and that they are still to this day in 2020 fucking free having to fight for their place in cinema, it's a fucking joke. It's a farce. Like, get rid of the Academy. Here's the joke. Okay, so... For the contenders for best makeup and hairstylist, we have the Batman. Granted, Penguin's look was good. Also, Batman's costume is fantastic. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front have not seen that movie. The Whale. Now, I will say, Brendan Fraser's transformation in that movie. Yes. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes, I can see why. But fucking yes. Elvis. Elvis? Elvis is nominated for best makeup and hair, but the people that did Mia Goth's bodysuit and X, not even Okay. Was that the last that was that the last nomination? Yeah. That's it. Okay, okay. What's also pissed me off about this? Like, if you've seen clips, like this is not a horror film, what I'm going about to talk about, but if you've seen clips from everything everywhere all at once, the costuming and makeup in that is also fantastic. That did not get a nomination. Elvis. Elvis. With Austin Butler, who's going to damage his fucking vocal cords because he thinks he's the reincarnation of fucking Elvis <laughs> Presley, the predator, got a nomination over everything, everywhere, all at once. And X. Something's got to change here. Yeah. Something has got to change. Oh my God, though. Also, also... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, also, big fucking deal in horror news. They freaking changed when they're releasing The Last of Us for the Super Bowl. Yes. It came out last night. Oh, is the Super Bowl this weekend? Yes, babes. Oh, my God. I'm the American. I like I how. Know that. I, yeah. <laughs> because I've been having notifications from my now TV going, you can now watch The Last of Us episode five and i'm like bitch i'm not mentally prepared to watch it today okay don't spoil because i'm still on episode two 
I'm not going to... Why would I spoil, babes? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil. I try not to. But I'm going to be watching it tomorrow. And then we have to wait nine days. From when we're recording this, obviously when this episode comes out, it's already been and done. It's but like... Nine days for the next episode. Do you understand how big and massive the ratings of The Last of Us are if the HBO is going to reschedule that for the Super Bowl. That means that their viewership is so profoundly high that they don't want to discredit the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is like in America the thing to watch. You know what I'm saying? So like yes, crazy. I'm more interested in the halftime show, but we're not who's, gonna go there. Who's the <laughs> halftime performer? Ariana, and she says it's going to be like a two thousands party. Hey, I know like two okay. Rihanna songs. I know quite a few because she has a bad bitch. But anyway, but it also goes to show that they decided not to skip a week mm-hmm. of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. That is big because normally shows would be like, okay, we're going to take a break mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. No. They put it a day or no, two days earlier mm-hmm. because they're like, the fans have been waiting too long for this mm-hmm. and our viewerships are up. If they don't do a week, they might lose viewers and they don't want to do that. They want to keep the momentum going. Yeah. So, man, that was crazy. But I have one other thing for you because we talked about this recently. Did you see that Showtime has announced that they intend on expanding the Dexter universe. Yes, I did. After they've just fucking cancelled the fucking shit show that was like new blood, blood order, shitting fuck. Literally. I'm going to look after my child and they're going to become a murderer. Like, yes, we knew this. But why, why, why can't they just let Dexter die? No, literally, though, I wanted to bring that up to you because I'm like, didn't they? We just talked about how they cancelled that other show so like something's not mathing the math ain't mathing no it's not like if the spin-off show was not a success and they cancelled it after one season why are they now talking about they wanting to extend the dexter universe because clearly the spin-off did not work so what does it make what's going through their tiny little pea brain to make them think that extending the universe is gonna work I don't know. I just found that it was very interesting because I'm just like, okay, will I will I watch it the Dexter reboot? That is yet to be determined. But I don't think I will. But we'll see. <laughs> to be honest, I'm just I'm just watching Below Deck at the moment. Oh my god! <laughs> fuck. Okay, sorry. That's for another podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should start a Below Deck. Oh my god, yes. It should be called like Above Deck or something stupid uh, like that. But we've we've spent too much time chit-chatting and we've got a wheel to spin. We do. So we're going to play roulette with possession movies. And I'm super excited. And I know that they're not necessarily your favorite kind of movie, Um, I don't think. But I tried to include movies that didn't necessarily talk about demonic possessions either so this is gonna be how many did we put on there like 20 yes so i've definitely put in the ones you've highlighted so in the wheel at the moment i've put the ones you highlighted that you definitely want to talk about okay cool i now i then chose an extra five that i have not put in the wheel in case we just want to talk about the ones you definitely want to talk about. So when we run out of these, if you want to continue talking, we can just add the extra five and keep going. But we will stick with the ones you definitely want to talk about. Yeah, I I, I think I gave you a list of like 20 and I could have given you a list of like 120. <laughs> Um, I've yes, seen you could have. Yeah, I've seen so many possession movies, and I'm currently making my way through the demons movie franchise, which are so so good. But I knew that you would not have a chance to watch all of them. They're so camp. They're they're Italian camp. Like I adore what I've seen so far. But yeah, let's let's freaking spin this wheel, dude. Yes. So basically, I I think. I have seen one of these. I've definitely seen pretty much a lot of these. There is one that I think I have seen, 
but I ran out of time to actually rewatch it. Okay. Um, one of them I did have to watch for the first time, and oh my fucking god, why did you make me watch it? Okay. But we'll get into that. Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> Shuffle, 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 shuffle. We are going to spin the wheel. Drum roll, please. We are talking about my actual favourite one on this list. The 2019 film Saint Maud. Oh my god. Jesus Christ, do I love this movie. Amen. I fucking adored this film when I watched it. It is such a fucking wild ride. Mm Mm-hmm. I I willingly watched this because I was like, this person looks very interesting. Let's find out what this is. And holy shit. <laughs> so did you watch this before I suggested it or put it on my list? Yes. Okay. Okay, yes. cool. This is one I watched by myself. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, I think that including this movie on our list was fun because she's not necessarily like possessed by a demonic entity like she's possessed by her newly found faith yeah which is a very interesting take on possession itself because disclaimer i am not religious and you know you do you boost if you're religious that is absolutely fine but when there are people like this that think they're the reincarnation of jesus fucking christ (laughs) and actually are an unstable person i don't want to say insane but very unstable it makes it very interesting sure yeah so basically this movie follows maude and she's not able to like process what happens to her before the events of this film and that overwhelms her or like possesses her and It is based in religion because she's, like, newly a Roman Catholic, but we do kind of see Amanda become possessed, or do we really see that? Like, it's all Mm. very, like, is this in Maude's head? Is this true? It's definitely, like, a psychological thriller, and I thought that it was super effective being that it was the director's debut. This was the first movie that Rose Glass ever wrote or directed, and it was a hell of a launching pad for her. Uh, She went on to win um, Best Debut Director at the British Independent Film Festival after this movie, which rightfully so, because this movie is so good. Even for just the end scening, it it, it sticks with you. I'm not even fucking with you when I say I think about that end scene a lot and it takes a lot for a scene to really stick with me because i'm a forgetful bit okay <laughs> me <laughs> like as i just did a disclaimer like i think i've seen one of these films but i'm not entirely sure because it's very similar to i think something i have watched but i can't remember <laughs> literally though like the ending stuck with me and i felt like the ending was the worst possible outcome for Maud, but somehow it was so fitting for her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 100%. And it kind of also, in a way, mimics um, a real life event that happened. If you you know what event I'm talking about. Uh, okay. I was about to say, so, I don't want to get um, too far into it because I feel like this movie's underappreciated. Yes. yes, but basically, there was a monk of hell of a i think maybe a decade two decades ago that did the same thing that more did mm. at the end of this film and if people who are listening understand what i mean and you have not watched this film fucking watch it like it is 100 worth it yeah this movie like made me cringe in several parts and i just thought that it was like beautifully composed to be honest i dig this movie I love it. It's like one of my favorite films I've watched in like the past decade. So hell yeah, man! Yes, very excited for this. Okay, we spin the wheel again. Okay, what do we land on? Oh my god, your face dropping at this one is like not a good sign for me. This is the film I had to fucking watch for the first time, and I did not enjoy it at all because it was weird. It is the 1981 film Possession. (laughs) 
how did I know when you said I had to watch this for the first time and it was weird? How did I know that it was going to be this movie? I mean, this movie's fucking bonkers, dude. I didn't know my left cheek from my right cheek at half the time because what the fuck did I watch through this film? This movie is truly a trip, dude. Like, it's basically... You and your artsy fartsy film. I'm sorry. I, I just want a good old slasher movie, and you make me watch a woman fucking octopus. <laughs> <laughs> the- like, I got a tear in my eye thinking about it. It's <laughs> it's funny that you say that because the IMDb FAQ page quite literally had me rolling. Um, when I was researching for this episode, the questions on the FAQ page are, there's three of them. Why is this movie okay. so hard to find? <laughs> Two, how many versions of this movie exist? And three, yeah. what did I just see? <laughs> <laughs> guess, guess which one you are, guys. I'm number three. <laughs> this movie is basically like an acid trip. A- it's an allegory for, like, marriage and divorce and, like, the impact that a bad marriage and ultimately bad divorce can have on a family unit. But, but they didn't even get divorced. That's the thing. They just ended up hitting each other and then cheating on each other and neglecting their child, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure at the end of this film drowned himself yes the child does take his own life at the end of this movie um because he knows that like his family is no longer his family something has overtaken his parents and honestly i love the fact that this movie is just so casual about all this like cutting themselves in the neck with an electric shave like an electric carver no big deal going absolutely insane while out for a walk totally fine casual I love it. It's just so off the cuff. And the scene in the tunnel, though, the scene in the tunnel, she has some fucking pipes, dude. And let me just say, I understand. I get what she's going through. First of all, I've got so many things (laughs) to say. (laughs) One, I would not use love in the same sentence to describe any of this. Oh, okay. (laughs) Personally, for me, because this film, what the fuck? Too. The, the 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 meat carver with the neck and the arm was weird. That was so Number fun. Three. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? They Self harm is fun. She, <laughs> she was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna cut my neck. Oh well, I'll just and then put he a little was like, over it. I'm just gonna. I'm fine. <clears throat> I'm fine. It's totally great. Three. This doppelganger with the green fucking eyes. Weird. Four. That tunnel scene, fucking weird. I understand. So I, I had to watch some videos to fucking describe this film to me. Okay. After I watched it, because I was like, I need to hear someone else's words in my head to help me understand what I just watched. And I understand, like, the acting technique. Yes. It may seem very cringy and terrible, but apparently that's how Polish people do their acting in yeah. their films. Um, so I won't be watching any Polish films. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> but no, it's it's something. It's definitely worth a watch for sure. Um, even if you end up like me going why did i watch this what was that thing in the bed why was it why was it there why why was she in the tunnel puking and pissing blood like but it's worth watching you know i definitely think that this... maybe just don't be under the influence when you watch it oh yeah maybe not i definitely recommend <laughs> everybody to see this movie because you can interpret it so many different so, <laughs> so many different ways um but the fav- my favorite thing that's come out of me watching this movie is reading um there's somebody on Pe- named Penny on Letterbox her her review for this film was 3 stars um somebody get this bitch's annex and i think that's all that needs to be said about this movie a hundred a hundred and ten i'm sorry that you didn't love it and i'm so sorry that i like push my artsy 
weird horror movies on UV. We'll we'll talk about some slashers soon. I promise. We will indeed. <laughs> but I'm not looking forward to when you make me watch Italian horrors. <laughs> anyway, spin the wheel. <laughs> we have okay. This is the one I think I potentially have seen. Okay, because it looks very similar, familiar to me. Okay, um. It is the 2014 film, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Oh my fucking god, this movie is so good. Oh, I love this movie. I think, I feel like I've seen it. I have, I have seen it. I have, I've just read the description on IMDb. An elderly woman battling with Alzheimer's disease, a green slayer film. Yep, I've seen this. I don't remember a lot, but that ending. Yes. Oh my God. So basically this movie is a found footage sort of film. Um, so this research group, I think they're in college or something. They're writing a mm-hmm. dissertation or something on like the effects of Alzheimer's in patients. And it turns out that she doesn't I mean, she probably does have Alzheimer's, but, like, shit starts to get, like, cuckoo crazy. And I have already stated on this podcast, Impy doesn't like old people either. (laughs) They scare me. (laughs) Old people scare me and apparently Empanada. And this film is why old people scare me. I watched this movie in a pitch black room with my cousin Matt, and I don't think I've ever been the same. I, I'm i not scared of old people. I just think a lot of the older generation are entitled assholes. Uh, but this film, this film goes south way too quickly for my liking. This movie does go south really quickly. And like people are kind of, the people are like, um, are we sure that this is like, what is normally supposed to be happening and i like that this film which is interesting that the movies that we've talked about have not been a typical possession movie in the sense of the fact that the lead person who is possessed is not a teenage girl so mm-hmm. we're saving them one. Oh yeah we're saving them <laughs> surprisingly so, like this is another movie where like you don't anticipate the person like the possessee to be the person who's possessed mm-hmm. it's interesting that like the behavior that we see in the beginning can be explained to an extent and then it shifts and it becomes really fucking dark and you mentioned the ending of this movie she be eating good she be eating real good God, like again it's one of those ones that like the 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 visuals of it it's so striking that it fucking sticks with you so hard Mm -hmm. yeah it does and makes you like feel like did i actually was this film real was this Did real? I make this up? Did this just happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I was like, I think I've seen this film, but I'm not entirely sure because of that end scene, because it was just, it's just there. It's in just the stuck in your brain. head. And honestly, me too, girl. I'm hungry. Like, I feel you. <laughs> um, num, num. <laughs> Eat up, bitches. <laughs> but yeah, this is one of my favorite possession movies. I definitely recommend people mm-hmm. seeing it if they don't already. Um, and I've actually met an older woman named Deborah Logan. She was really nice, but I just can't trust her. <laughs> that bitch gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Right. Surprisingly, the last two films that we've got left on our list are classic possession films. So it's just depending on which one we land on first. Okay. Okay, we're leaving one for the very end, apparently. Um, so our next one is I kind of mentioned it already in a in a slag off way. Um, but it is the 2013 film The Conjuring. The chokehold that this movie had on me when I first saw it was unmatched. Honestly, this when okay, I think I watched this one in cinema. Uh yeah. I think. Did I enjoy it when I first watched it? Yes, I did. Did I enjoy it when they kept bringing out the same film over and over again in the franchise? No, I did not. But if you just take away all the other films, just take them away and just leave me with The Conjuring, I'll be a happy bunny. (laughs) Because The Conjuring is actually a really good movie. I know I slag it off a lot, okay? I know I slag off a lot of like crash, bang, wallet, boom, loud sound, jump scare, films. But I enjoyed The Conjuring when it first came out. I did see this movie in theaters um, and I saw it with 
one of my high school girlfriends. And after we saw this movie, we went back to my house and we were home by ourselves. And she went into another room. V, don't laugh at me, but she did the... And I was like, yeah, that's not funny. We're not doing that. We're not going here. No. You're being a bitch. Stop it right now. You're done. It's time to go home. You're done. It's time to leave. <laughs> um, Get the fuck out. But this movie, like, when I first saw it, was so intense to me. And, like, I remember people, like, you know, having those signs is like, if you need an exorcism, you can call blah, blah, blah. People have been passing out and puking during this movie, which is like a little intense, but like it was super scary. And like everyone talked about this movie when it first came out. They did. They really did. But I think this is where my hatred of that kind of marketing came from. This is the scariest film of the year. People are throwing up in the cinema. Don't watch it alone and don't go home in the dark. Like that sort of thing. I hate that kind of advertising because it does my fucking head in, okay? Please advertise films normally. I, (laughs) I will say that like, You said it. The jump scares in this movie were effective and like they were scary. And I felt like that they went well with the storyline. Like they didn't overdo it. But this movie was chilling when you first saw it. And like, yeah, yeah, obviously we know that it's about Ed and Lorraine Warren, which we now know are like huge phonies. Um, But this story translated so well into a film. And I think that it was the fact that it was the mother that ended up being possessed, which is an interesting pivot. Um, but, like, having the families, like, supposed to be, like, source of comfort being the person who becomes possessed was really, really effective. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. You said that this advertising pissed you off. <laughs> this movie and franchise, I think, is what made me dislike James Wan. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck you, James Wan. He just did the James Wan thing, and he just beat this fucking franchise senseless, dude. Like, and I disagree with you in something that you said, because I actually enjoyed The Conjuring 2, which is also on our list, and if we have time, we'll spend a talk about it. But I thought that was good. But just, like, the, the after effects that this movie had, where it was just, like, nonstop Conjuring movies, like, give it a fucking rest, dude. Listen. I know I just said, fuck you, James Wan. You know, he he brought, you know, saw into my life. And I will forever be grateful with that. However, we don't need a nun too. We don't need any more in the universe of the Conjuring films. Please beat the horse dead and leave it dead. It's dead. Don't keep beating it. It's dead. You should have stopped after the Conjuring 2. Yeah. We didn't need a solo Annabelle film. We didn't need The Nun. We didn't need The Curse of La Llorona. Because also that was shit. Oh my god, that movie is fucking horrible. We didn't need Annabelle Comes Home. Because that bitch should have just been fucking left alone. I thought she was already okay. home in the first one. I'm confused. Literally. Literally. And we didn't need Conjuring Free, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh because my god. What the fuck was that film? Okay, so hold on. While we're just talking about the whole Conjuring franchise, let me... Let <laughs> just me, going off on one. Let me just say, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes, based on a true story, and it was the first case to ever claim, like, demonic possession. But this... That particular movie upsets me because it has absolutely no new possession scary things. Like, it is so fucking slow and boring. And honestly, I think that for some reason, because there's another movie that I put on my list, the the Exorcism of Emily Rose, I don't think that true crime films matched with possession films make exciting movies. And the longer that the conjuring universe goes on the more you can just tell that they're doing it for a cash grab which i think is like so shitty when you're a filmmaker and that's why i like people who have original ideas because it's like at this point 
you're you're just doing this for money. You're not truly doing it for the, your love of cinema or your love for film. You just want whatever is going to make your pockets fat. And like for that, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Well, too That's damn too bad. bad. <laughs> no, but seriously, like we said, like I thought that The Conjuring Two was pretty good. Like I thought it didn't. I okay. I will give you that. Conjuring Two was actually pretty good. Like. Here's my thing with The Conjuring 2. I don't think it's as good as the original, but it stacks up. Like, I felt like there was a little bit more, like, fun in this movie almost. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't feel as dark. But, like, also young British girls are, like, just inherently spooky. Thank you. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, yeah, I... I like what The Conjuring did in the first movie. I just didn't like the aftermath of what it became. Honestly, and then we got shit like Insidious as well that jumped on the hype train of that, and then James Wan was like, let me touch this franchise as well. I was about to say, there's another movie that I put on my list that we might not talk about today that is a James Wan movie that he's gonna do the same fucking thing to, so it's just like, I just think it's that dude, like, he just doesn't stop. No, he doesn't fucking stop, and, you know. No sleep. Bus. Another Bus. club. Clap. <laughs> Never clap. Like, give it a rest. Yeah. Please. Uh, <laughs> like, if if this next Saw movie does not hit, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop defending the Saw franchise. You're like, yes, bitch. Stop defending it. Honey, yes. I was there after the first one. Okay. <laughs> Honey, I I'm still fighting for my life in this corner. <laughs> I'm fighting tooth and nail. I'm doing all I can. Okay. Well, I'm excited because I know what this next movie is gonna be. It's very weird that this is the last film that has been spun on the wheel, considering it is the godfather or godmother of basically possession films. And as the 1973 film, The Exorcist. Like, I'm sorry, but if you are a horror fan and you don't like The Exorcist, you're wrong. Like, period. I thought you were just going to stop it. Like, I'm sorry if you're a whore. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're a whore. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're dead. <laughs> But, like, it's true. Like, if you don't like The Exorcist and you claim to be a fan of horror, come on now. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Even if you haven't personally watched it yourself, you would have at least seen clips. It would have been parodied. You would have heard about it. And if you were, like, you've never heard of this fucking film, you have been living under a fucking rock because this film insanity especially for like 1973 times this film was fucking scary now this film was like (laughs) the conjuring but like way more effective i thought because you really hadn't Mm. seen a movie like this Mm -hmm. audiences for the exorcist were like fucking losing their shit because like I said, they They hadn't had seen anything they like They hadn't it. seen anything like this. And this movie scared a lot of people back then and even throughout its release time. Like I luckily was not someone that watched this movie when I was younger, so it didn't really scare me. Me too. Like I watched this when I was already into horror and was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But like I can totally understand why this movie unnerved a lot of people. A hundred percent. And like people like that speak about the exorcist nowadays and like, oh, it isn't that scary. It's like, okay, but you need to put yourself in the mindset of 1973. How many horror films have they had at that point that literally showed them a child bending over backwards, vomiting, turning their fucking head twist around, killing people? If I was around in the 1973s and I watched this in cinema, I would have actually probably pissed my pants. No, literally, like, I would have pissed on the floor just like Reagan. Like, seriously. (laughs) Piss on the floor. (laughs) Piss on the floor. (laughs) Linda Blair in this role was so, like, unparalleled to anything that we've seen before in a possession movie. The evolution that 
she went through in that movie, both internally and externally, was wicked. A hundred percent. Like, the way we see Reagan transform throughout this film, and, like, when we first find out, like, oh, yeah, she's been, like, playing with a a Ouija board by herself and talking to a, a, an invisible person called Captain. I think his name was Captain something. I'm going to find this because it's the most fucking ridiculous thing in the whole entire world. Captain Howdy. The invisible person that she, like, invisible friend that she's been speaking to is called Captain Howdy. If my child said, oh yeah, I've been playing with a Ouija board by myself with my friend Captain Howdy, I'd be like, bitch, you're going to get section. I have told Val this. I will never, ever, ever allow a spirit board anywhere in my home. It's just I'm not going to do it because I know what that can conjure, okay? I've looked, I've studied it enough. I don't We've already talked about that film. Huh? But I'm you said conjure and I said we've already talked about oh, that film. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> she, Linda Blair yeah. in that role and she was so young too. And mm-hmm. the dedication that the actors had while working on this set is it should be unforgettable because they had to endure a lot of stuff on this set. I mean, it was like negative 30 degrees in Reagan's room when filming because the director, um, William Friedkin, wanted it to be, you know, you could see their breath. You could see the shift in their um in their environment because of her. The fucking set burnt down because a bird flew into something except for her room. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people think that the filming for this film was cursed. Yes, yes. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a Cursed Films um, episode about this, but she also, Linda Blair, suffered a back injury that, like, changed her life while filming this like the the set was pretty intense and it it made a pretty intense movie yeah yeah no wonder people absolutely lost their shit over this film when it first got released rightfully so and you know what it will forever be a classic it is one of those films that all horror people horror people (laughs) horror fans should watch even just once give it a go like if you're not respecting the old media of horror what the fuck are you doing exactly i would love to do a deep dive on the exorcist because we didn't even mention the sequels and the third one is really fucking good but also something that we have been like what why are you like pouting why did they make sequels to this film (laughs) Oh, have you not seen the sequels? Because they are, they're pretty good, actually. I have not seen the sequels. Okay, you like... should definitely watch them. The second one's not my favorite, but the third one's pretty good. You get a really cool scene in a hospital that I'm pretty sure you might have seen in like a GIF or something on like horror Twitter or something. It's pretty A GIF? A GIF? Yeah. A GIF? Get fucked, okay. A GIF, bitch. <laughs> I'm done with you. but i wanted to mention something about the exorcist before we do like a rapid round of other possession movies something that we've been commenting a lot because it is award season is this movie went on to do something that most horror films now don't do they won two academy awards in 74 one for best sound mixing and one for best screenplay but they also picked up four golden globes one for best director, one for best screenplay, one for best um, motion picture for a drama, and one for best supporting actress. So it goes to show you what just like motion picture for drama. Like surely by now, horror should have its own fucking category. But anyway, it is In amazing. It's world. amazing. It won awards. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like this movie really had a huge impact on the culture of 1973 whether you were a horror fan or not like the exorcist left its mark now and we're still seeing it today and i think that we have the exorcist to thank for all the movies that we've talked about now because really they were a trailblazer a hundred percent like it's just one of those films it's just you could feel the passion Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it's just a really good wholesome family fun time yeah (laughs) 
If you babysit kids, I definitely would recommend popping this in um, the VHS player when babysitting because very good. <laughs> very good. Very Great good content. Very, very, 100% would recommend to children and families. <laughs> like, this is just wholesome family fun. Five stars. So, we have reached the end of our first five movies on our possession roulette. I think that we might have a little bit of time to do a few more. What do you think? Okay. What do you think? We can okay. do a rapid round. And if you haven't seen them, I'll give you the, the gist of them. How about that? Yes. Yes. I think the ones I picked out, I have seen most of them. Okay. And I picked I picked one out especially for you from your little list. Okay. There is one movie that I forgot to highlight that I hope that we land on today. But if not, maybe, mm, we, I may- can, maybe we'll, we can we'll find out. It. Maybe, maybe we can, but I'm just putting dates in because I cannot be bothered to copy and paste, so okay. I just put dates in, and I've got the films and their dates in my notes app, so Perfect. shuffle, 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 spin away. What do you think, what do you think I put down? I don't know. I'm curious. I want to know. We briefly touched on this one, but <laughs> I picked the 2014 film Annabelle on there. Okay, so Annabelle. Annabelle. Listen, I don't think they should have changed the look of Annabelle. I think they should have just kept it as the Raggedy Ann doll because that is much creepier to me than what they did with Annabelle. Yeah, I feel like this movie should have been better than it was, but just like a brief feeling that I have for this movie. I don't approve of anyone collecting dolls. I think that you should just get a better hobby, you weirdo. And that should have just been the end of the movie. Just don't don't have dolls, period. Yeah, I'm talking to you, you freak. Look at them. Yeah, and I'm sure they move when you aren't looking at them. No, they don't. They don't. At this point... I'm over the Conjuring universe. I feel like Annabelle should have delivered something that it didn't. And for that, I'm upset yes. that I had my bar raised so high. So I really guess I'm just mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have myself, my bar raised that high for Annabelle or any of the Conjuring franchise fucking films, whatever. We'll just see if they do continue to make the spin-offs because they've been planning a couple for a good few years now and they haven't materialized so far. But the next film that I've spun in that you briefly touched on as well when we were talking about one of the films is the 2005 film The Exorcism of Emily Rose. This movie is loosely based on the life, exorcism, and death of um, Annalise Michael, um, which check out last podcast on the left episode about her. It's pretty good. And in theory, it has a cool plot. Um, like an agnostic lawyer is going to defend a priest um, against the state because there's a negligent homicide case because the Emily Rose died when he was doing an exorcism on her. And I watched this movie when I was younger and it freaked me the fuck out. But then rewatching it as an adult, it put me to sleep. Like, literally, <laughs> I fell asleep during this movie. <laughs> I have a weird thing about films that are based on true stories so basically all of these films essentially essentially (laughs) i think certain ones like the exorcism of emily rose is kind of exploitative of the story because like that bitch went through fucking hell yeah that's what i'm saying she was Mm -hmm. basically tortured and they were like let's adapt this into a film it'll be really fucking fun and also I can only say the main actress is Deborah from Dexter. I was about to say Jennifer Carpenter actually did a really good job in this movie, though. She did. She did. She pulls it through every single time, even when she was acting like a vegetable in Dexter. <laughs> but now I enjoyed her in this movie. She was scary as a possessed person, but like I just felt like I was watching Law and Order when I watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I guess I'll have to forgive Scott Derrickson for that because, you know, he went on to make better movies, but still. 
dun, dun, Scott, what the fuck? Dun 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 dun. We're gonna get like um, we're gonna get dun, fined dun. for that. <laughs> I can't help it. I just like seeing. I do like a little sing song. Um. Anyway, the next film that I have spun in and that I put on specially on this list because you put it on your list and I know you're horribly going to be really excited to talk about this film is the 1980 film The Shining. I won't talk too much about this film um, on this episode because we are going to do a deep dive on it. Thank you, V. Fuck you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> I like that Jack obviously has an addictive personality and the overlook overtakes him, essentially. The hotel is the possessor in this movie. And we watch him unravel, and ultimately, I feel like he truly becomes who he was supposed to be. His character is. Dead. Yeah, yeah, his character is not a good person, and the hotel knows this. And I feel like the movie does a disservice to the book. To the source material. Yeah, to the source material, because you don't quite see that unraveling as much, but it's definitely there between the lines of the book i've got nothing i my mama always told me if you don't have anything i say don't say anything at all and i don't have anything i say about this film but no (laughs) i am joking i am joking i understand why you put it on this list there is something very haunting about the overlook hotel and the way it takes control of people Mm -hmm. and their emotions and their mental state it is like a possession film because you your mental state has been possessed and he is obsessive over certain things. He is a deranged man in this film, mm-hmm. which possessed people are deranged, mm-hmm. apparently. so That's what I was saying at the beginning of this episode. I try to include movies that you necessarily wouldn't normally think of as a possession movie because, yes, The Shining in a sense, is a possession movie, but also it's a psychological sort of thriller. So, I don't know. I fucking love this movie, regardless of what you think. She hates me. It's all good. It's all fine. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, no, you too. <laughs> um, I also put on this list, which is just been spun, the 2018 film The Nun, which... Listen, listen, there was no fucking need for this film at all. No need for it. We did not need a deep dive in Valet. There is nothing good about this movie. No, absolutely not. The plot's predictable. The jump scares are blatant. This movie had... Trash. Yeah, the potential to be unnerving and it just fell flat and we've said it and I will stop saying it, but I have an issue with James Wan universes that he creates because there is more to a story than just having a cool idea like you have to see that through Mm -hmm. and this film does not you already had like three other movies in this franchise don't just keep giving me the same shit over and over again like it's honestly just sad yeah 100% and the fact that The Nun 2 is supposed to come out this year why are we getting another Nun film it has been what six years since this one came out and that they're planning on releasing it the second one this year we don't need it we don't want it get the fuck away from me please this movie eats a bag of dicks like legit so bad so bad um literally i'm ready i saw this in cinema and i was like i watched it and i was like this is a fucking waste of my money i'm so sorry for you I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for me too. I n- no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> right. The last one I've got um is the thing from um Ouija Origin of Evil. We talked about this movie already. It's a Mike Flanagan film, and I think that the Ouija films honestly are pretty solid, like for possession movies. Do they offer anything new? to the subgenre no they don't are they fun to watch absolutely i definitely think that they are so if you're ever just bored just like put on the ouija movies like it's not groundbreaking material but like you might have a good time yeah you might it's definitely worth a watch if you enjoy mike flanagan 
it's definitely worth watching to see his earlier work and how it's evolved through the time and years and decades. Not decades. Yes, decades. But if that's all the movies that you included on your list, I have Mm -hmm. a movie for you that I think that you should watch that I don't think that you've watched that I included on my list that I think that everyone that listens to this podcast should watch at least one time. It is a movie that I would recommend watching around Halloween just for funsies. It's a silly, goofy, um, good time movie. And I really think that you would enjoy 1988's movie Night of the Demons. Okay. 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 It's camp. It's fun. It's everything you want in an 80s movie. Angela throws a Halloween party and invites what I would categorize as the oddest assortment of her classmates that she could possibly find. They have a seance in this scary haunted house and just madness ensues. Um, okay. From the poster, it looks interesting. I don't want to say too much about this movie, but I will just say this movie loves the gays. And I think that the gays love this movie. Interesting. Then I'm going to have to watch it then if it loves me. There is a lipstick trick that is performed in this movie that I possibly think might be the funniest thing I've ever seen in a horror movie ever in my life. And I really, really, really would appreciate a voice memo if you watch this movie because I feel like you're going to voice memo me and be like, Meg, okay, wait, it could go either one of two ways. Meg, what the fuck? Or Meg, I fucking love this movie. I swear to God, if it is another possession kind of movie. Not like a possession movie, but like possession the movie. It's not. No, 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 no. I told you, it's (laughs) camp. It's fun. It's 80s. It's... Okay, is it like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 camp? No. More? Less? I... (laughs) For some reason, the movie that comes to mind when I think about night of the demons for some reason is the evil dead okay that is that's sort of like what i'm thinking of it you just have to watch it it's only an hour and 30 minutes like it's really not that long but i definitely would recommend everyone watching it um it's a fun little demon possession movie and i think v you would you would enjoy it okay well that's definitely gonna go on my list but you guys will have to let us know what possession films you have been enjoying recently or have you seen this camp of a film that Meg has just mentioned. Oh my God. You, can, <laughs> you can let us know on our social media. It is Instagram at Horror Hunts Podcast and Twitter at Horror Hunts Pod. But yes, this has been fun. We enjoy playing games on this little ride of ours. Yeah, I love um, playing games. I Roulette takes a lot out of you because you have like a lot of movies to watch. But thankfully, I had seen all of these movies already. But I am so disappointed in myself that I hadn't watched The Demons Saga before starting this. I don't know if you could... I, I don't know what you would think about those movies, but... It might just be one of those movies that you might just have to, like, pop on if you're bored. Okay, okay. Well, I've got a lot to fucking watch. I was, moment, about to, so. <laughs> I was about to say, I just threw a lot at you. Um, Do you have anything that's, like, on your watch radar that you're going to watch soon? Because I'm going to the movies tonight and I'm fucking excited. Tomorrow for praise. I have no t- <laughs> um so tomorrow i'm gonna be watching the newest episode of the last of us um non-horror related still gonna be watching below deck um i need to watch the new season of you because i'm obsessed with that show but yeah i think i'm just at the moment i'm basically number generating um, the amount of films I've got on my watch list on li- um on LinkedIn. No, <laughs> Letterbox. Jesus Christ, on Letterbox and just number generating um a number and then just counting on my watch list on um Letterbox and just watching that because I've got so many fucking films to watch. Yeah, well that's fun. Um, I'm gonna go see Infinity Pool tonight. 
So I am Slay. so, Slay. so excited. Um, I've been wanting to I'm just going to get messages of like, oh my God, Mia Goff is so hot. Oh my God, Scott's car is so hot. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think Mia Goth is hot, but like she is mommy, but I'm just excited because I'm ready to watch some body gore. And yeah, I have a wicked long watch list too, but I'm going to try and um, do some rewatches for our upcoming episodes that I'm so freaking excited about. So definitely stay with us for the month of March. We have some really, really fun episodes in store for you guys um, and maybe a special guest. So B. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts for our Possession Roulette episode or just like any thoughts going through that head empty brain of yours? Your mother sucks cocks in hell. She does. Thank you